We've been talking about doctrines because there's been so much stuff said in the body of Christ to keep us suppressed, oppressed, depressed, and almost demonic possessed. It's so much nonsense being propagated in the body of Christ. This is why you got to know the word for yourself. Because you look at TV and man, this one say that and that one say that. And they all teach it from the same scripture and none of it come together. This is why you have to be in a teaching environment. And you got to be where God placed you. I was listening to a man of God on yesterday. And he was saying being in the right place where God put you is so crucial in your development. He was saying because who he is, now he's from Nigeria, but he was saying had he not been in the service where the man of God was preaching, he'd have never heard God say to him, that's your man of God, follow him. Because he was looking for a pastor, not a choir. He was looking for a man of God. Yeah, that'll help you. A lot of people go to church just because they got a good choir. Pastor may not teach nothing, but we're going to be entertained anyway. And we think the choir is going to do all the drawing when it should be the anointing that's on your man or woman of God. The choir is an enhancement. They should be anointed. I agree. And they should be able to sing. Amen? All right. But anyway, we've been talking about doctrines, and in the course of learning about that, when we were together last, I said that one of the last statements I said to you is, listening, knowing about God does not mean you know God. Because we got a lot of knowledge about God does not mean you know God. How many of you like bread? How many of you know how to make bread? Okay, now see, we're going to a different level, didn't we? Everybody might like bread. Some people don't like bread. That's okay. We're talking to bread eaters right now. If you like bread, but how many of you know how to make bread? Now, how many of you got an idea how to make it? But you ain't never made it. So you don't know how. You hear the difference? So if you ain't done it, you don't know it. Yeah, I'm trying to help some of y'all because a lot of times we think information is all we need. No, you need a revelation. What makes that scripture work for you? Mm. I know what the temperatures is today. Remember who I told you that? Today is going to be high 89 or 87, low 62. Does that make me the weatherman? Of course not. Because you can change the oil in your car. Does that make you a mechanic? You know, we got a lot of uh, jack-of-all-trades and don't master none of it. But this is the kind of doctrines that float in the body of Christ. We want to be all things because Apostle Paul said, I am all things to all people. But Apostle Paul was thoroughly furnished in the word of God. He was acquainted. He relied on. He knew God. So he could become whatever God needed him to be in the place that he was. Are y'all hearing the difference? 
He had experience, and not only experience, because we don't live just by our experience. We live from a knowing position because out of our fellowship, say fellowship. Out of your fellowship, you get to know God. It's not just in your activity. It's in your fellowship. He will reveal himself to you. And a lot of times we fail in the fellowship because when we go to pray, we pray what we believe we need to pray about. And we never hear what God has to say because we gone before we can get an answer. We spit a few things out. We say a lot of scriptures and then we gone. We got our affirmations, our confessions, and all those things, but we go. And affirmations, y'all know I'm, I'm big on affirmation. I believe you ought to have something in your mouth you say every day. But I mean, you know, behind the affirmation, there has to be fellowship. Because the affirmation don't work just because you're saying it. The Bible doesn't work just because you can quote it. There has to be the component of fellowship, where you know God in that scripture. Ooh, Jesus. Because I can do hair in my kitchen, and I did it for a number of years. Does that make me a licensed cosmetologist? No. Then why do we assume as Christians that we know God because we are just born again? Born again is the door to your learning about God. You can't learn about God without being born again. But getting born again, you shouldn't just stop there. You're not supposed to stop at just being born again. And this has been the delay in Jesus coming because too much of the body of Christ are just born again. But they're not knowledgeable of his ways. The Bible says... Moses knew his ways. The people knew his acts. There's a difference. Moses understood the mind of God. The people was only interested in what God would do. See, you, see fellowship is for you to learn the ways of God. And not just go to him because of what you want him to do for you. You need to take time and go in there and pray without any agenda. Just say, I'm just here to talk to you. And talk to him like you're talking to a real person. You ain't got to go in there, then, those, and therefore, and what you say, and who you got to say. No, talk to him like you're talking to a person that you really love. Commune with him. Mm. And I share with you, I said, never get impressed with people who want to tell you how much they know about God. And never get impressed with people who only do activities. Because they're both going to hell if they don't get a right fellowship with God. See, having a whole lot of knowledge doesn't guarantee you going anywhere. I've, I've seen over the years, my husband and I have pastored, I've seen people go to Bible school. And they doing it as a career move, not because they were called to pastor people. However, say however, once you put the uniform on, the devil don't care. 
And some of these people get destroyed in their personal life, in their business or whatever, because they're not a real pastor. They're not a real uh, a five-fold ministry gift. They could have been if they had stayed in fellowship with God. They don't know who they would have been. But out of place, mm, the real you never show up when you're out of place. So to know God is to obey God. Look at John 14. John 14. Let's look at verse. I think that's verse 2. I'm not even sure because, you know, I got to read, learn my own writing. Okay. Oh, that's verse 21. That's, that's the problem. Okay, that's. I see it now. It's verse 21. Go down to verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You, you see how that works? It's the person that's in pursuit of obeying God. Not the person that's just trying to obtain knowledge about God. Because we told you the difference between what? Religion. What else? Talk back to me. What else did I tell you? Religion, theology, and what was the other one? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Dogma. We talked about doctrine, theology, religion, and dogma. Now, what do we say doctrine is? Doctrine is simply the teaching or the instructions, the fundamental truths of the Bible arranged in systematic form. So in other words, the Bible is laid out in a systematic form for you to develop. This is where doctrines, is it, teaching instructions. It's not cursing things. You know, that word doctrine has had a bad rep. Then we told you theology is the formal presentation of the fundamental truths of the Bible that God has said. In other words, we told you theo means what? God. Ology means to study. So theology is to study what God has said. Now I'm going to see what God has said, not what something has been preimposed upon me prior to my knowing God. How many of y'all went to church before you really got born again? How many of y'all got saved at least 20 times? <laughs> before you really got born again. You know how you do, you go to the altar, they tell you to come on up the right hand of fellowship. <laughs> you didn't get born again, you just took the right hand of fellowship. What'd that do? The pastor shook your hand. Did that mean you went into the kingdom of God? You're still on your way to hell? Because nothing changed on the inside. And we talked about religion. We said religion is the activities that bind you to God. This is why people can get locked into religion so badly, so quickly, and it's an imbalance because we got people, one person learning so much that they don't do nothing, and the other one doing so much that they don't know nothing. It's an imbalance. 
and we talked about dogmas. Dogmas is, do, is, is doctrine, is God's revelation of his own truth. A dogma is God's revelation of his own truth. But dogma is man's statement of that truth. Now, what I say about that truth. So, in other words, I told you, doctrine is what is taught. Theology is the knowledge of God. Religion is what is practiced. And dogma is what you say about all that God has said and done. So we got to bring those components together. Otherwise, we live like a schizophrenic because we never bring to reality what the word said we can have and do. Because we're out of balance in the way we, re we believe or think or do or whatever. So we've seen a lot of imbalanced people either practicing activities without working or not without having a working knowledge of God. You got well-meaning people going to buildings this morning that are never hear the truth of the word of God. But they are bound to the activities that they say are tying them to God. It's an imbalance. Because they'll never hear about getting born again. They're not going to hear about the power of God. They're going to get a story. Or a history report. Or whatever's on the news or the media outlet. They're not going to get the truth. But people go to those places because they are bound by activities. Because they feel like they're, they're touching God just by showing up. And because you see emotions erupt in those environments because the choir sing the song they like, you, that's not God. Emotions never said that that's just God because people get emotional. <laughs> the people on the reality show, they get emotional. Is that God? You don't know what's going on the inside of the person that's making them emotional. You, that's not the anointing, necessarily. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with somebody dogma this morning. Because y'all feel like you see the people crying and hollering. But if they're in a religious environment, that can't be the anointing. Because it hasn't been invited. The leadership may not even be born again. Okay. I know I'm telling the truth, and it might, you might have to scratch your head and go out for a little bit. But that's all right. We're going to get this thing right. So we're not going to get impressed by people that know how to sell a whole lot. Because, I mean, it's good to know the word. Don't get me wrong. I think you should memorize scriptures. Don't get me wrong on that. But don't let that be the sum total of who you are. Just knowing how to quote a scripture. Let's go ahead and live the scripture. I don't get a whole lot of amens on that one, but that's all right. I know. I know. I be my own amen. See, see that's how I became an exhorter because I learned how to exhort myself. Because you may not get everybody to say amen. <laughs> what God is doing in your life. Everybody not going to agree with it, so you better learn to be your own cheerleader. So we see here. That Jesus said, if you have my commandments or my teaching instructions or my doctrine. That's what a commandment is. It's a doctrine that God has instituted. 
A commandment is a doctrine that God has instituted for our benefit. And he said, if you obey that, I'm going to reveal myself and the Father will manifest himself unto you. You'll get to know me and the Father. Man, I like that. See, because what he's doing, he said, if you do the believing, the knowing, and the doing, you can't help but get a manifestation. What we want to do is, is just keep right on quoting and saying we know this, but we never do the part that accelerates it to the manifestation. Because there's always, there always, a doing with the word of faith. Faith is always active. And it requires something out of you that puts you in motion. So faith can be what? Seen. Mm. If there's no motion with your words, it's just words right now. Put some motion to it and let the manifestation come. Let's look at uh, Proverbs 7, I believe. I think that's what, yeah, Proverbs 7. See, cause this, this is important. As we, as we develop, we're going we're gonna to find out that a lot of the things that, that we hang up on is simply because we're either uh, we're trying to know too much about it without doing anything that would engage more knowledge. <sighs> Selah. You, 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 you're expecting God to tell you all the details about it before you move. Ain't going to have them. You either going to trust him or you ain't. Because he, he ain't promised you nowhere in his word he's going to give you all the fine details before you move. Because he will train you as you go. Remember the, the leopards? It didn't look like nothing changed on them when they was in his presence. But he said, the word says, as they went. <laughs> so they got in motion. They walked in obedience. He told them, go back and tell the priest. Now, if they had decided not to go tell the priest, guess what? They'd have stayed a leper. Because it was as they did what Jesus commanded them to do that they were healed. Can y'all see this? Do it make sense to you? Okay. Are you at Proverbs 7? Let's read verse 1 and 2. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. He says, put them close to you. And he said, and follow all my advice. Stop listening to the world for your advice. That's what it's saying. Keep my commandments, verse 2, and live. And my law is the apple of thine eye. We always say, and I'm the apple of God's eye. He said, keep my word as the apple of your eye. Woo, Jesus. If you do what I say, he said, you will live well. Oh, Jesus, guard your life with my revelation truth, for my teaching is as precious as your eyesight. 
How many of you want to lose an eye? None of us. He says the word should be just as precious as your eyesight. Because mm. even with glasses, you still can see. Verse 3. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. One translation said, treasure my instructions and cherish them within your heart. So and he says, let that word get inside of you. Don't just be religious and learn a lot of word. Learn a lot. You do a lot of activities. You're doing this and you're doing that. And I mean, let me tell y'all something. Can I help y'all? Are y'all out there on live stream? You listening? Pay attention. Put that sandwich down. And listen to this word. You ain't going to starve before this lesson is over. I promise you, you won't starve. Now, you might die spiritually, but you won't starve naturally. You got to get this word and make it so precious to you that you are willing to fight for this word. When I say fight, I don't mean fight another person, but you will fight to uphold a word because you want that word in you. You want that word to work in you. And you'll lay down the little silly stuff. See, religious people got a lot of activities that keep them from entering in to the greater things of God. I, I got to go do this and I got to go do that. But you never take time. If you count up the time you spend doing sideline activities, how much of that time could God have? that will cause that word to root in you. This is why scheduling is so important. People think I'm, think I'm funny, but no, I'm a scheduled person. I, I don't function well without a scheduling. I just don't. Because my life with God is too important. And, and when, when Saturday comes, my children know. I'm not doing a whole lot. Now, I, I, if the Lord cleared me, like yesterday, the Lord cleared me to go see one of my children. I enjoyed it, but I didn't stay long. I got my time set just for me and God. I, I, I can't interrupt that just because I'm going to visit. Even though God opened the door, I can't stop doing what God needs from me. That keeps me sound and balanced as a Christian. Because you can spend so much of yourself as a Christian that you become so depleted or dehydrated, as some people say. Your water is so low in you. Your spiritual water is so low. And sometimes you, you, you keep drinking coffee, you're drinking all the other stuff, but they don't replenish the body like pure water. They don't give the body energy like water will. And with all the cells you have in your body, your body has to have water to make all your cells stay alive. So why do we hate water? Because the devil started. Because he knows you die quickly. You look older than you really should look. Your skin is dry and wrinkled. It's a water problem. It's, it's, not, it's not a big to do. 
Most people got water issues. This is the same thing the Lord is talking about right here. Get this word. If you're going to be religious about something, be religious in your fellowship. I'm going before God and God, you're going to tell me something today. You're going to talk to me about something about me. I ain't coming in here for Aunt Susie. I ain't coming here for, okay, we're going to pray for Aunt Susie in a little bit. But right now, I want you to talk to me about me. Because we make everybody else a priority in our prayer but you. We make things a priority in our prayer when that's not the point. That's why you don't get it the way you think you should get it. Because you're still not the priority. You haven't made the word the apple of your eye yet. Woo, Jesus. If you would guard your life with this revelation truth I'm sharing with you today, it's going to be precious in your life will flow well. And the things that God is doing in my life, I was sharing with uh, Sister Mary yesterday. I was sharing with her. I said, look, I said, what God did for me with this daughter of mine, I want you to gain hope. Take it and use it as an example. You're a tithe and a giver. Call that child of yours back into to the conformity. He ain't that bad. And I ain't trying to put her on the spot. But I'm encouraging y'all. See, y'all spend a lot of time praying for people when you are not built up. When you are built up, you can speak to the demons that got them bound and get a result. But if you're not built up, you ain't got no power to talk to no demons. They sit back in the corner and say, hey, uh, keep right on talking. Keep right on talking. You just talking, saying nothing. They don't have to move. There's no power behind it. Ooh. This is why you just can't become full of information. You must become knowledgeable of who God is. And just not know something about him. Because power is in the knowing. Woo, Jesus. So Proverbs 7, give us a good look at that. So you need to talk what you live every day. Mm -hmm. Don't talk this word and you're not living it. Somebody going to test you. Remember we talked about that? Okay. Hallelujah. James 1, verse 22. James chapter 1. Now this is going to kick a lot of us in the butt if we ain't doing what James 1 tells us to do. Look at James chapter 1, verse 22. Because <laughs> the first person to get deceived is you. Watch this. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So, in other words, don't just listen to the word and don't respond to it. He says, do the word you're hearing. This word you're hearing this morning is designed for you to do it. Not just compile it in notes. Not just to compile it and quote it back to somebody else and you are not manifesting it. No. Take it home and do it. If you got to read this and look at this lesson 15 times, there are some ministers that I've listened to probably 30 times on one lesson. You know why? 
I want that word, and I may not listen to nobody else until that word dropped because the Lord might have pricked me when they said it the first time I heard it. Then I go back and hear it again. I'm learning. Then I go back and hear it again. I'm learning. Then I go back, and it's like, whoa. I see that. Now my seeing gets sharp. Stop needing something new every week, every day. Go back and visit what you're learning today. It's like, it's like eating a whole bunch of food and never having a bowel movement. How many of you know you're going to be most miserable? It's just a matter of time. Your food, food's going to look terrible to you when you bloat it. And you're so full of food that you can't get it out. And you're, and you're passing gas and you're stinking everywhere, but you still ain't doing what you need to do. See? Say water. We'll unlock you. You put enough water in you and, and lay aside the food. <laughs> it'll, it'll get it to move it. It's like, it's like Drano. <laughs> you put it down in there. <laughs> It might take an hour or two, but if you watch it after a while, it goes whoop. See, that's what the word is designed to do. It's supposed to get in there and begin to affect and, imp and, and impact the bad areas in you as well as the good. It strengthens the good and helps you remove what's bad. It gives you power to overcome. Mm. But that's done in fellowship. And study, he says, so be doers of the word, not just a hearer, not just trying to learn something. He said, because the first person to get deceived is you. What's the deception? You think you know God. I can't tell you how many people said they heard from God to do something. Well, God can't even get you to come to church 30 days in a, in a month or 30 days in a year for some people. And he telling you to go do such and such. No, he didn't. You heard yourself talk. See, God doesn't live out of order the way we do. He just does not do that. And I don't care how much you think you need it or want it. God won't do that unto you out of order. There, has, there are requirements, and part of it is you need to know God's not going to do all of that for you like that. He's not going to give you all this. Well, I heard the Lord say, well, did you hear the Lord tell you to obey him? What's wrong with that? Did you hear the Lord tell you to go home and be a wife or be a husband unto your family? Did you hear God tell you that? Did you hear God say you need to be in church more than you are? Did you hear God say to you that you need to study and pray? Well, how are he going to tell you that big answer? No, that's what you want to do. And then down the road when it falls, guess what you don't do? You don't come back to church. You run to a religious environment. They put no requirements on you. I know I'm preaching better than you shouting, but it's okay. Somebody got to tell you the truth. We go to places that hide out because we're failing. So we go to a bigger place instead of coming to a place where everybody know you. We look for a place where we can go in and just be a part of the crowd. 
Yeah, I know. Because your life failing now, and you're too embarrassed to come back to where God set you. Let me tell you, if you left this church and you know God calling you back, you better get your hips over here. Ain't nobody mad with you. And I'm still Pastor Diana, and y'all know I'm going to tell you the truth. Always have and always will. Whether you like it in season, out of season, that's who I is. Look at verse 23. For if you be a hearer of the word and not a doer, here's your example. You're like a man beholding his natural face. Say my natural face. How many of y'all know what you look like? How many of you think you know what you look like? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You're like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. <laughs> now that's funny to me. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continued therein, he being not a forgetful, a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man, say this man. Amen. All right, now we got a criteria. That's the one that's going to be blessed. Everybody in the body of Christ is not blessed. Now the blessing is out there for us. Technically, you are blessed. Tangibly, you are not. Because there are some things you got to do. And one of them says, you got to not just be a hearer, but you must be a doer. Not only of the word, but of the what? Work. Did you see that? That's not word. That's at work. The one in verse 23 says, you got to be a hearer and a doer of the word. Verse 25 says, you got to be a hearer and a doer of the work. Y'all see the difference? So don't read it incorrectly. Because the word and work goes together. You say, I knew she was going to come back and say that. That everybody need to get out and believe. Well, if you don't want to get nobody born again, that's your, that's your thing. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people that are ready to get blessed and believe that they got a right to be blessed. You, you know, see, your perception of how God sees you is your perception. And I'm going to leave it just like that because if I say something else, you're really not going to like me. But anyway. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only because you'll deceive yourself. It's nothing like you deceiving yourself. Man, that's, that's a terrible place to be in. When you are deceived and you did it to yourself. And that's something the Lord was sharing with me in my prayer time. So many Christians live a life of assumptions. But see, that's a deceptive life. You assume so much about God without knowing what God will and won't do. We assume God is in our stuff. Yeah, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He is there, but is he in it? Because if God is in it, then something is changing to the good. He's working. If you didn't invite him in it, then he might, it's kind of like, uh, y'all there and I'm here, y'all close to me, but that don't mean you in my stuff. You in my proximity. And anytime I turn to God and yield myself to him, he is there. And he's upholding his word. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
But he can't always, he's not always in our stuff. Because we won't invite him in it. Because we're not ready to do what he says about it. He's present, but not working. What a sad job for God. To watch you go through all the mess you go through when he got the answer. That's a sad job. That's a sad job for God. To watch his children. Nothing hurts a parent that really loves their children. To see their children go through unnecessary stuff. If, 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 if y'all good parents, you know what I'm talking about. When they, when they, they trying to learn and be themselves. And you saying, yeah, Diamond, why are you trying to reinvent the wheels? Already running. Cars use it. Learn to use what's available to you. You don't have to learn everything from experience. Oops. I heard somebody say a smart man learn from his experience. A wise man learn from somebody else's experience. <laughs> I don't have to get burned to know that fire will burn you. I can look at you and say, oh, yeah, fire burns. <laughs> No need of me going through the same fire. How many of y'all get what I'm saying? Amen. I ain't signing up for no bad marriages. Mm, that's fire. Wrong kind of fire. When it's not right by God, it's the wrong kind of fire. And I'm just telling this present day, you better know who you marry because you don't know if you marry or he or she or they or it. Or, or almost or whatever they call themselves. Because they're playing, everybody trying and testing, feeling. Nah, sir. I'm tucked under the wings of God. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mama, don't play that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, you get deceived when you don't obey and do. When you don't, you get deceived. You need to hear that. You get deceived when you hear the word and don't do it. That's the result of it. So what we got in a lot of religious environments because they are bound by activity is deceived people thinking they know God when they don't know God. And then when they leave this earth, somebody tell another lie that they in heaven. And they never done nothing towards God because they never had a relationship with God. They had an activity that looked like they were tied to God. Ooh. This is why God hates it. Let me show you. Go to Proverbs. Stay in Proverbs. Look at Proverbs chapter 5. And I know this is kind of uh, talking about a loose woman, but the loose woman is religion. See, it's not just a natural parable being taught here, but it's also a spiritual Lesson that we need to gather from here. Starting with verse 1, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1. Are you there? I'm getting ready to close in just a minute. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thy ear to my understanding. In other words, don't, don't be listening. He says, attend to my wisdom. 
that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. See, religion can make it sound just like God. When a woman trying to entice that man, her lips are saying some stuff that he desiring to hear. And I mean, that could be either way. I know it's depicting a woman, but religion is depicted as a woman. Because it ensnares and entraps people. Sad to say, that's what a lot of women do. And me and you so gullible. You ain't caught on yet. I'm trying to help you. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold of hell. Lest thou shouldst ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. <laughs> Religion to tell you, we don't know what God going to do. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You don't know the word. God already told you what he will and will not do. You just don't know it. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her. Come away from religion. Don't hang out with her is what it's saying. Remove thyself far from Don't even partake. Why do we keep going visiting those places? Knowing you're not going to learn nothing. And you're only keeping the people that you love. You say, well, I'm going to visit them on Easter. The only time they remember Jesus. Because Jesus ain't in nothing else they do. Oops. I'm not trying to make enemies with your family. Listen, that's on you. You can handle it. Go there. But, I mean, wh why I want to go sit up for two hours in a religious environment? Just to say I'm, I'm hanging out with my relatives. Come to my house and hang out with me. I don't need to be in your environment like that. Am, am I, am, is it wrong to go visit? I didn't say that. Please hear me. Listen correctly. Don't get offended. Because sometimes you have to go in those environments. You know, when you got funerals or certain things going on, I understand that. But we don't, we don't visit. When you're being fed. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You take a Sunday off from church and you don't go somewhere else that you need. And then your mind all messed up. And we ain't talking about going for a funeral or family reunion. Those kind of things. Because sometimes you need to go or you have to go. That's not what I'm talking about. When you voluntarily place yourself in the environment. And you sitting there hearing that man tell you all them lies. And you know he lying. I ain't nowhere I want to go sit in there. Not to make mama, poo poo, KK, and nobody else happy. Why? I'm at state. I, I don't want to have to do extra battle. I got enough warfare. I don't know about y'all. I got enough warfare just staying holy. I don't need to hear that. And then I got to fight that stuff out of my soul because I know it's wrong. Oh, Jesus. See, I'm not that nosy. 
<laughs> okay. Get ready to close. For real, for real, for real. Look at verse 9. Lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel. See, this will happen over time. All the honor that would have been yours, that God would have given unto you and manifested in your life, you, is, is, is bestowed on somebody else. Watch this. And your years are cruel. Year, cruel years. I mean, man, listen. Live a hard life. You work hard, live hard, and you do this, and, and then die and go to hell. This don't make sense. Let strangers be filled with your wealth. This is, look, look at all the people that's in religious environment. The wealth that's compiled in them, that God is waiting to explode in them. They're doing a lot of activities within their own strength. And because they got money, we think they are blessed. So we don't even pursue them knowing God. Because we got an assumption that they are born again. And you don't know it. Because all you see is that they got money. And they go to church. They go to a building. See, I told you most Christians live in a lot of assumptions. So we assume they are born again. Well, you don't know if they've ever had a relationship with God. They talk a lot of religious cliches. And that's all you hear. But there's a wealth in them that God can't get a hold of. Because religion has them bound. See, this is why you need, you need to get, believe God for people to come out of these dead churches and come to the, the place where God needs them to be. Look at verse 11. And thou mourn at last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. And say, how have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof. Because when there's an opportunity to hear the word of truth, many people have crossed our doors that should have remained here, but because they could not endure sound doctrine, because there was too much religion in them that was battling, and they rather be connected to activities than truth. So you sit in a place full of activities and deceive yourself into thinking you know God. Did you learn anything this morning? 